On this episode of the Film Optics Podcast, it looks like the streaming service Peacock has launched and nobody knew about it. It also looks like Tenet is unlikely to release in its August 20 at 20 slot. So let's just jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, we're going to be talking about the world of film, TV, and everything pop culture related that happened this week. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devin. How are you doing today, man? We're, we're here. Another week's just come and gone. This week. This week was a slow one. Yes, it was. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, it was. Luckily, tomorrow's Friday. So if you're listening to this, it'll be out on Friday. So happy Friday to everyone out there, even though we're recording this on Thursday. So uh, before we begin today's, rev- uh, not reviews, excuse me, before we begin today's show, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, tune in. Pandora and iHeartRadio, amongst many others. But yeah, I guess let's just uh, get into the comic book news here. So, you want to take this first one, Devin? I know sure. you were uh, egging this one. Well, not really egging this one on, but I think you found this one last time. The, well, the the part one, bit, to the a part bit of two. a follow up here. Yeah, <laughs> on the Anthony Mackie uh, news that came up. It looks like the Russo brothers are in agreement with him about the MCU needing more di- more diversity. I think that's kind of a a strong backing if you get the the top two directors of the universe to agree with you. Yeah, and uh, and like we had said from before, when that article first came out with Anthony Mackie's statement, it seems like a bit off. But like, I don't think whoever covered it got like the full story because it made it seem like it was something totally different. It was making it seem that Disney was racist for, um, for having for him working with white. Um, directors and um, you know actors and whatnot, but the truth was he wanted it shouldn't have to take a movie about Black Panther to have a all a black director. So I was like, okay, well that makes more sense because the way that they originally spun it did not make any sense whatsoever. But I guess it is what it is. But was there anything else you needed? To, uh, uh, you wanted to touch on? <laughs> Excuse me. Hopefully, before we. Uh, uh, Hopefully uh, Feige and the MCU boys step up and make some changes. We'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Or, it, like, I mean, is it in... I don't know if it is Feige's decision. It might be. I really Well, I'm sure he doesn't, know. like, decide, like, the entire crew that gets hired. Yeah. But he might have a say in in uh, changing it up. And yeah, especially after this little outburst. Because it's rare when uh, actors, um, you know, have these outbursts and turns out just to be true so maybe they'll have a little bit of a moment of reflection 
But we have this next news story coming up here for everyone. Uh, looks like the Comic-Con at home is sharing um, shares Friday's complete pano, panel. Uh, so this, it starts, well, it kicks off, Comic-Con at home kicks off on the 22nd. So it looks like they're going to be having a lot of random things I can't really say that I'm very excited for it this year because a I, I know you're excited for that new mutants panel. I am. I oh, like if they give us like a VOD release date, I will be so happy. Like I, I, I just I want to see this so bad, and it's just like, come on, please, 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 or just just give it to me on Blu-ray. That's all I want. That's literally all I can ask for. But um, it looks like there's some interesting things in here. Um, I know we kind of touched on this prior, but this is like the actual schedule. Um, have a little bit of Bob's Burgers, so that's pretty cool. Uh, some uh, Walking Dead, um, uh, Charlize Theron, Theron, uh, Evolution of Badass, uh, Action Hero Character retro- Retrospective. Is there anything out, uh, out of here that kind of catches your eye? Um, let's take a look. Because, <laughs> like, I know, I mean, we all know that DC's doing their own fandom event, so they're not going to be at Comic-Con. Oh, and there's boy, Marvel. this looks rough. Oh, no, yeah. there's not a single thing that catches my eye. Yeah, like, honestly, not besides... Not close. Nope. I, I can't, I can't, it's, it's just so dry. It's like, I mean, Marvel's not going to be there. DC isn't going to be there. They're doing their own thing. We don't really have any word of if Marvel's doing anything or if they're kind of just, you know, um, going with the panel. Because, I mean, last year at Comic-Con, Marvel had a pretty big panel. So it's like, I mean, what else is there really to show right now, to be completely honest, besides uh, maybe some Falcon Winter Soldier stuff or um, Loki or um, Scar, not Scarlet Witch, or uh, WandaVision. (laughs) So... Yeah, there, there's not a single thing on here that I really care about. Maybe Hellstrom. I think that's coming to Hulu. So we might be able to review it because, Devin, I am a Hulu Press member now. Oh, so really? I can, yeah, I can re- uh, request to uh, have Hulu Originals screen, uh, screeners early. So we might be Fancy. able to do some uh, more reviews. We can actually record prior and then have it release on the embargo date. Which would be really awesome. Get that exclusive early access. <laughs> Film Optus exclusive. <laughs> Before anyone <But>. else. <laughs> Dropping it midnight the day it's available to be dropped. Yeah, we could. Yeah, either that or whenever the embargo lifts, which is normally a few days prior to the, um, to the release. So we can do like, you know, non-spoiler section and spoiler section. It'd be kind of cool. So, yeah, big things coming. So we'll definitely have to keep a lookout for August for uh, Hulu's orig- Hulu originals for sure. But um, back to the main topics at hand. Sorry, everyone. So uh, you want to take this next uh, piece of news, this next bit of juicy, juicy it's, it's uh, mustache twirlingly interesting. Mm. <laughs> There's a rumor that there. Marvel Studios may not be done with the Titan himself, Thanos, just yet. Well, um, I don't know how, like, if it's a prequel, then sure. 
I've I've been hearing rumors that a younger version of him will show up in the Eternals because oh that would make is, sense. He is a Titan and he's part of that storyline. Yeah, like okay, that would actually make sense because I think the Eternals. Yeah, the timeline fits. So yeah, I don't see why not. But I was gonna say if they're trying to like I guess. What, what if it's, Somehow what if it's baby Thanos makes an appearance and you got, <laughs> got Rhodey showing up with the little little wire with the little with the little tire iron or like a little rope and just <laughs> tie baby him up. Thanos. I wonder what baby Thanos looks like. Very ugly, <laughs> probably. But uh, well, you have any uh, thoughts, uh, concerns about this, or do you think this is more of a smart move on their part? It could be a little concerning if he like shows up in like a current day movie. Like you're just gonna <laughs> bring him back already. That's yeah. a bit too soon there. Yeah. I feel like more of like a cameo appearance in Eternals would be fine. Cause like you said, you know, it does go in with that timeline. So that could definitely I, I could see that happening. Like a small like cameo appearance. Whatever, whatever. It would definitely hype the crowd up if they saw the, oh. the purple guy on screen. <laughs> okay, Grummus. <laughs> Listen here. But yeah, I, I do I do uh, agree with you there. You know, if if they're going to reuse him, they definitely need to use him sparingly, um, and only at uh, excuse me the right moments. So definitely a good uh, a pretty good sign. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But. Um, you want to take this? Wait, no, I'm taking this next one. Oh my god! So we kind of already touched on this a little bit. It's about Marvel Studios and DC dishing the Comic Con virtual event. Um, we already know what's going on with DC fandom. Uh, do you think Marvel is going to kind of come up with their own event, or you think they're just going to lay low? I mean, I don't know what they have. Like they've got yeah, the shows coming out. Mm-hmm. They could, and we they got could drop like, a couple more little teasers. Maybe that, or maybe give us more insight on like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She Hulk. Um, some interesting uh, other Disney news later on we'll talk about as well, uh, dealing with Star Wars. But I don't know, maybe something like that, or maybe some Mandalorian goodness, because that's, that's coming up soon. Isn't it like October, September? Yeah. So. We'll just have to wait and see. I know Speaking we're pretty much of, being... Uh, Mandalorian, this mm. next story. The... Take it away. He, this guy might be a, a bigger villain than Thanos just because he's so many villains in one. Giancarlo mm. Esposito thinks that joining the MCU is the next step in his career. I mean, I he's, he's got to be a bad guy, right? Every other I hope he's well, ever <laughs> been in. Would it be weird if they turned him into a good guy and he's like, I'm tired of playing the bad guy role. I, I just want to play someone good, someone that honest. That would definitely be a good twist if they set him noble. up as a bad guy and he just turns good. Oh, that would be a nice little twist. It's like, oh, of course, you know, it's, it's Posada. Maybe, we're, uh, we're gonna... maybe a, a Doctor Doom type, possibly. Mm-hmm. Doctor Doom would be pretty interesting. I mean, he's also uh, going to be... for it. He really does. And, the, and we... Uh, going to be talking about a little bit later with him being in Far Cry 6 um, as the main villain. He's, But there's just some actors that, like, they just play the villain role so well and you really don't want them to play anything else. It's just but crazy I think how it, he's in so many at once. <laughs> the dude's literally Bre- Baltimore. Breaking Bad ended, and then now he's in The Mandalorian, 
The Boys, Far Cry 6. He was in The Boys. That's and he's, right. And he's going to have a big role in the next season. Yeah. Even Far Cry 6, like, oh, it's just insane. It looks exactly like him. And it's like, well, I mean, I'm not really too surprised because even with um, in The Last of Us Part 2, uh, one of the side characters, Dina, um, there is uh, – they scanned uh, this one girl's face. I forgot her name, and I'm. It's uh, but she, she's Italian, um, and they literally like scanned her face, and like she's in the game, but she doesn't voice. It'll come up at some point, but yeah, um, yeah. With his character in in, uh, in Far Cry Six, it's like it looks so much like him. It's it's, it's insane. So um, cool. I mean, I would I would definitely like to see him as like a good guy, or maybe like a. Uh, like a chaotic good guy, kind of someone who kind of, you know, mm, I would say toes around in the middle. Like, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? I mean, he's kind of weird because he's like, I can't imagine him being very f- much of a physical presence because he's definitely a bit on the older side. So I don't know how much of a good guy you can be if you're not running around beating up people. Yeah, Usually that the is. villains are just like the ones that sit back and watch everything and don't do much. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, and the girl's name was uh 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 Cassina uh I'm gonna butcher her last name, but uh Cardo- uh, uh Cardana. Cardana. Uh Cassina Cardana from uh, the Last of Us Part two. So it's it's like insane. I mean I'll I'll link in a picture later on, but yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, so let's move on to our next piece of news here. Um, it looks like Logan's Daphne Keene wants to reprise her role in the X, um, her wants to reprise her X 23 role, excuse me, uh, as part of the MCU's X-Men. And I am totally they okay better. with that. I hope so because I, I remember clicking <laughs> on this tweet and it was one of the only times I've seen the internet. Like all agreeing in the replies, yeah. Like I, I can't. Like she's still, she's obviously still young enough. Um, and I mean, she she was in Logan. Like she, she did a phenomenal job. You know, I mean, child actors now have like have sometimes even taken over. You know, even though they are in a supporting role, like all eyes are on them instead of you know, obviously Hugh Jackman. But of course, people's eyes were on Hugh Jackman, but it's just like she she did such a fantastic job. So, um, yeah. Cool. Ho- I mean, hopefully it comes true. Especially for, for the younger MC, uh, the younger Marvel uh, characters. I mean, I don't know if I want to see Sophie Turner as uh, Jean Grey again. Maybe get somebody different only because I think her American accent can use a little work. But she didn't okay. I mean, she didn't do a bad job, but I mean, she did as good as a job as she could in Dark Phoenix. So, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we've seen that Will Smith and uh, and uh, what you call it, uh, Gemini Man. Like Will Smith's a fantastic actor, but uh, that movie not was a good not time good. to be Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For once, yeah. It's not a great time. I know some crazy stuff going out there, but hey, celebrities have uh, issues too. So. We'll just leave it at that for now. <laughs> so uh, I believe that does it for our comic book news. So let's get into uh, the new normal. You know, I figure we kind of switch it up instead of saying, oh, well, now the general news. We're, we're going to call this 
the new normal. It's basically just miscellaneous news. And but, uh, we're yeah. it off with Peacock. That's <laughs> the big news we've got here. You know what? I'm actually kind of disappointed in them, Devin. I'm not going to lie. So when you told me, well, when we f- randomly found out that Peacock was available, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it just like dropped out of nowhere. There was no buildup. There's no marketing buildup whatsoever. And, you know, you were like, hey, you know, if you have Xfinity or Comcast, you get the Peacock Premium for free, even though the, you know, there's a freemium version of Peacock out there. So I go to connect my Xfinity account. And it tells me that my package is not eligible. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't have enough of a package. It doesn't make any sense. I pay like a good amount. Like we don't have cable, but we pay we pay a good amount for internet. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, why would I, we I not can confidently say you're not missing much? I yeah, I saw a Geekly Goods uh, video on it. Um, Leo was um, yeah. I mean, he, he said there was some some pretty good TV shows on there, but it wasn't like anything popping out saying, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to start using this like HBO Max. Yeah. So. I mean, we can do a quick video on this, but just <laughs> just the fact that the premium version still has ads, that's perplexing. <laughs> Not only that, <laughs> the fact that they're already removing movies after yeah, day one, one launch. Day. One day. One day. They have a lot of free trials. I think they're about seven days a piece. But um, it does look like with Peacock, because I guess this, this goes into our next story, because we just kind of bounce back and forth here. But it looks like Peacock is actually following in the footsteps of HBO Max when it comes to uh, Roku and Amazon devices are not going to be um well, Peacock will not be available on those devices. Uh, it looks like there's some kind of beef going on here. It looks like, um, oh my gosh, uh, the Peacock streaming service launched Wednesday. <laughs> no clue. Uh, they really it, named it Peacock. Yeah, they they really did. It's it's really weird. Um, ah. <sighs> Apparently there there is some kind of beef going on because I saw a, a, a article where it was saying Peacock was saying that Roku and Amazon users deserve better, which was really weird. And I was like, something's going on that these new streaming services are not putting their app on Roku or Amazon t- uh, Fire TVs because I mean you have, have you have around like eighty million active users between like Roku and Fire TVs. It's like that makes up around like 70% of all like the streaming services out there. And I just, I mean, I guess it's, it's supported on, you know, if you, if you have a console, you're all good. And, um, if you have a certain Xfinity package that I didn't know about, I guess you're good there too. And it's also good on uh, Chromecast and Apple TV. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this trend of new streaming services not being on Amazon Fire TV or Roku is We really need to look into that. Yeah, it is perplexing. We really need to look into that to find out why. There has to be some kind of reason. It's There's no way that like, these streaming services are like banding together and be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're not going to put, um, you know, 
our service streaming services on Apple or Roku. I mean, not Apple, excuse me, Amazon or Roku TV. So I'm definitely going to look into that and be like, why is that? I think Disney Plus was the last to do it. Because you were able to access Disney Plus. Well, you have your Samsung Smart TV as well. So Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll just have to keep our ears to the ground on that one. But, I mean, if you're watching Peacock, we'll hope you enjoy it. Um, I guess we can do a review of it. I really, I mean, I don't know. I really don't want to. But, <laughs> but then again, we might have to finish strong. Maybe we can get some more people on there with us to do that. So, uh, do you want to take this next bit of news with uh, Idris Elba Elba shaking up the the news here? Yeah, he has a quote mentioning that um, racist films and TV should not be censored, and he recommends adding a warning label prior to them instead. Yeah, I'm a very, I'm very much a believer in freedom of speech. He says. But the thing about freedom of speech is that it's not suitable for everybody. That's why we have a rating system. And then he goes on and... Yeah. And he was saying... And then he says at the end, after all, we are story makers. Yeah. And, you know, I want to get your your take on this first. I'll go last. I, I didn't really put too much thought into this, to be honest. I guess what he's saying does make sense that um, just deleting them doesn't really add much but adding a warning message beforehand could solve the issue because taking it away just leaves a blank spot where something should be and it doesn't make sense to do that really yeah i would i i wholeheartedly uh agree with what he is saying um i'm not really a big fan of censorship either i don't think that you know, we should be removing, you know, TV shows or movies that, you know, may have some type of um, either racial, you know, uh, ag- or not agenda, excuse me, or racial tone or racist tone or, a- or a- anything, you know, when it co- comes to this type of situation. Because, I mean, I mean, Quentin Tarantino, like, he's one of my favorite directors, like, ever. And, like, Half of his movies, they drop the end bomb. Like, do I care? No. And but it's like, I mean, during the times that he's made those movies, it's just, I mean, kind of is what it is for me. But that's like a totally different story. But uh, I do agree with Idris Elba when it comes to, you know, they shouldn't be censored because like they are pieces of art. And I think this goes back to when we were talking about Gone with the Wind was taken off HBO Max, and I mean. Understandably so, given the uh, tone of the world or state of the United States, no pun intended there. But um, you know, I—I I mean, like I said, I've—I've I've never fully seen it. I would like to see it. Like I—I I don't really, you know, like obviously going into this kind of movie, it's—it's it's pretty obvious that you know it, it would have some type of racial undertone is going to be there. But like, it is a work of art, and removing it from our archives kind of goes against the whole, the, the whole, the, the point of, you know, making movies or video games, TV shows in the first place. I mean, you know, sometimes you just, even in the, uh, the Netflix, um, show Hollywood, like, I mean, it has racial undertones, but like, it's still a really good show. Like it doesn't really take away from me, but 
Yeah. I mean, good on you, Idris Elba, for speaking up because obviously something should be just a, war, a warning label just would be nice, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry if I'm going on a tantrum, but warning label would be nice because it just, I think it would help out a lot. If people want to watch it, they can watch it. If not, don't worry about it. So, yeah. I know Thank you're you for coming to about my this, this next piece here. I am, and I actually bought a few things already. So Barnes and Noble is having their fifty percent off. Yes, they are still open. <laughs> uh, they're having their fifty percent off Criterion Collection sale that is happening now until I believe August second. I believe so. So far, I bought Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yes, August second. So, so far, I've bought Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, I pre-ordered Marriage Story. Uh, those are both $22, I believe. Uh, 22 bucks each, of course. And, Devin, we had some amazing news drop yesterday. Bong Joon-ho's Parasite is coming to the Criterion Collection. Not only that, it is the 4K version. And you get the black and white version as well. Interesting. Uh, yes, for thirty dollars. I was like, okay, that's actually not bad. But there is, um, I believe, there is a Criterion Collection or uh, a uh, movie called Nashville that I was been meaning to check out. I hear it's very good. It's part of the collection, so I might pick that up as well. And that that's pretty much it. But if you are a big fan of you know, movies that typically wouldn't get a physical release. A Criterion Collection is definitely the place to go. Um, I believe Roma is part of it as well. If you don't have Netflix or, you know, if you want that physical copy, it does come with a lot of extra uh, goodies. So it's not just, you know, oh, it's the movie. Yes, but it's normally, like, obviously the best versions of the movie. So with some pretty cool uh, cover art. So, yeah. Some pretty cool stuff going on there. So just wanted to give a quick shout out to Barnes & Noble for that. So um, let's just move on to our next news story here. You want to take this one, Devin? All right. We've got more Netflix action coming up. Project Power from directors Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman, um, starring Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback, is headed to Netflix August 14th. Did you, did you see this trailer? I I watched like half of it and then I got busy with something. But I do mean to go back and rewatch the rest it of it. From what I saw, it was very good. Yeah, I mean, it it's, does look it's another like superhero type movie, which obviously is very, very bloated market. But <laughs> I mean, it looks interesting enough. I mean, it's on Netflix, so we're gonna watch it. Oh yeah, for sure. And I believe we're part of the Netflix. Well, I signed up for the media center for them. So I got to contact them to see if we're able to see it early. If not, we'll just watch it on August 14th. Definitely want to review that one for sure. Because I don't know what we're going to review this week, Devin. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We'll figure out something. Um, So this next um, bit of news, it's, 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 it's kind of a bummer. Uh, Julia uh, Sawala, she has announced that she will not be reprising her role of Ginger in Netflix's Chicken Run 2 after the producers uh, stated that some of the original uh, voices 
or sound uh, sound too old, which kind of sucks. Uh, for some, I think it's kind of ha- funny to be honest. I mean, like I, it, it I like I could definitely see the humor in it. It's just I guess if you've been playing this character for so long. You would expect to have that role, but then again, even for Scoob, uh, the uh, guy who's been playing uh, voice acting Scooby-Doo, the original voice actor, he wasn't ass, but I actually thought that was kind of funny, so yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess, what, what are your thoughts on this then? It feels like the producers just called them up, said, okay, boomer, hung up, yeah. went on with their day. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Some people, not really a big chicken run guy. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm just not. But um, yeah, I mean, there, there is a nice little letter out there that I'm looking at. The statement from Julia herself, um, and she did her voice test. There's there's a link, a Vimeo link within this uh, letter that she uh, wrote out to everyone, and. Uh, I don't really care to check it out. To be completely honest, if you like Chicken Little. Go ahead, look it up. Um, I'm sure she tweeted it or it might be somewhere on Google. So um, you want to take this next one, Devin, or should I take this next one? Oh, it's your boy. <laughs> it's my boy. Hayden Christensen is rumored to be in the series regular on the Obi-Wan Kenobi many, Disney Plus TV show. How many times have you heard a similar rumor to this? We've heard this a lot of times, yes. <laughs> it keeps popping up, though. It keeps popping up so much, and it's like, is this real? Is this not? Like, if it's not, that's fine. Just I mean, let me know. I mean, uh, this guy has nothing else to do, so. Wow. This <laughs> last wow. movie was about Little Italy, which is one of the worst things. I haven't even seen that. I haven't like, seen I, it, I only but I know somebody it. make fun of it. I've only seen Aiden Christensen in Star Wars. I was supposed to go to Ace Comic Con before that fell through, and he was supposed to be there. And I was like, I got to meet my boy. But, yeah, that all fell through. So, uh, coronavirus. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, we've been hearing rumors about this for a while. And I feel like if this rumor keeps resurfacing, there has to be some truth to it. Um, I don't know if you'd be like a regular on the series or maybe just like appear in an episode or two, but there has to be some kind of truth to it since it keeps popping up. I don't know. We'll see. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It. I'll believe it when I see the, the sand hater. Um, will you believe it when you see this next movie, though? <laughs> Even though there's a photo confirming that they started... Uh, filming they will start filming soon uncharted first set photo <laughs> i just why are they making an uncharted movie it's i mean I'm, we, we love uh, tom holland i just don't know how i feel about mark Wahlberg. yeah yeah like i i love the uncharted series you know playstation but it's like there, there seems to be this really weird trend because between this and just like turning video games into movies isn't really something that I'm super excited about because yes, I understand not everyone plays video games, but at the same time, like, I mean, even for like the last of us HBO series, like I'm, I'm excited that it's coming to HBO, you know, Neil Druckmann's tied to the project and the director of Chernobyl, which I still need to watch, but I hear the 
show is very good. Um, it's tied to that project, but it's like the, I can't really resonate with someone who's watched the last of us HBO series on, you know, the TV show versus me who play the game. So I've literally have played the best medium or the medium that this story was meant to be told to begin with. Like, yeah, I can resonate with them on a certain level, but like, I can't resonate with someone who's watched a uh, quote unquote, I guess not really in a bridge version or just, you know, the film or TV version of something that I've played myself and have gone through and essentially became these characters for a short period, period of time versus passively watching, you know, actions happen on a screen. Does that make sense? Yeah. In, in a way, I mean, like, I know it, it, it might be reaching a bit or a bit far-fetched. It's just, I mean, I'm excited for Uncharted. Like, I'll, I'm definitely going to go see it whenever it comes out. But, I mean, even with The Last of Us, it's like, oh, my God, I watched the show. It's like, yeah, that's great. You know, getting more people into that. And that actually might prompt people to buy a PlayStation and play the game. But then again, I don't know because that's a pretty big paywall just to play, like, <laughs> Like a 13, 14 hour game, but well, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, yeah, Sony did confirm that production for the Uncharted movie has not started yet, but they are preparing uh, to hope to um, start production soon. Um, I mean, we all know, you know, Tom Holland's been uh, been stuck in limbo for a bit after um, <clears throat> Spider Man Far From Home, and you know, he's been the movie Cherry, of course, that's supposed to be coming out um everything's just in a really weird state as we know before so i guess we'll just have to wait and see but uh was there anything else you wanted to touch on that before we move over to our next um news topic here we are really good on time by the way yeah next up gal gadot gal gadot still not sure which way to go (laughs) Um, (laughs) is in talks to lead a spy thriller from skydance Interesting. Getting out of the uh, superhero realm and into the spy thriller. I got you. She's I got definitely, you. Definitely seems like a good fit. Yeah. She's definitely, she's actually one of my favorite actors or actresses, excuse me. Or, no, I'm going to say actor because if you've watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they explain why um, everyone should be called an actor instead of an actress. But, yeah, Apparently, I think she's great. Um, this film will be written by Greg Rucka, who is mm. pretty well known, I guess. Rucka, um, Rucka. He has written, he's he's done work for Wonder Woman, Batwoman, Detective Comics. Um, he also wrote Black the Magic. Old Guard movie that just came out. Still that was that was that. good, man. Definitely, you definitely got to watch it. It was it was very good. Yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> Rucka sounds like a Pokemon or something. Rucka. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm like, you know, we've said this before, very excited to see where, um, you know, we, we see a lot of these actors and actresses, I guess, whatever. Um, we see a lot of these actors and um, these superhero roles, but you kind of want to know what their next projects are going to be. If, you know, like Chris Evans, you know, he, he said, of course, he would love to come back as Captain America, but only if there was a story to tell, which I agree with 100%. Instead of just being known 
for one role. It's like, well, you know, I've, I've done other things too. So it makes sense. But I'm, I'm happy for uh, our old gal. <laughs> so um, this next bit of uh, Star Wars news, we haven't really had this in a while. Kind of got rid of that segment because we stopped getting so much of it. Now I kind of just bumping in here to the new normal. But uh, it looks like the Bad Batch animated series is going to be coming to Disney Plus in 2021. Uh, this is something Devin still hasn't watched, even though I implore him to watch at least the last four episodes. This is all, this is all you got to do. It, 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 it comes together so well. But uh, for those of you who don't know, the Bad Batch, um, there's certain arcs within the Star Wars Clone Wars uh, TV show uh, within each series. And the Bad Batch are, are essentially defective clones that the... Um, <clears throat> The rebellion deemed, uh, I guess you could say, unworthy to be a part of the actual grand army. So they're kind of thrown aside. Like they still do missions. It's just more of the dirty work, I guess you could say. But uh, they're really great in uh, season seven of the Clone Wars, and I really like their arc a lot. Um, it was only maybe three or four episodes, and then they moved on. But uh, got a lot of uh, great. Um, reaction from the fans so and i see a lot of people on twitter are very excited about this as well so uh it's pretty much all i have to say about that (laughs) so uh you want to take this last bit of news here some tenet i feel like this will be like the 10th time we've said this but tenet release unlikely this time in august (laughs) and deadline predicts that the 2020 box office is going to plunge 70 percent Oof, ooh, that's tough. But you know, actually, Tenet was supposed to release this weekend. Like we were supposed, to, we were supposed to see it like this weekend. <laughs> I think from like its original date, like its original original date. So yeah, <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? Like, I mean, yeah, it, like like you said, it, it it does feel like we just keep getting like oh, Tenet's pushed back again, and like I get that Christopher Nolan wants this to come out in theaters, but like it really just needs to be pushed back to next year. Like as much as it pains me, it really does. Like I'm, we saw China started reopening theaters during, I guess you could say the, uh, the cool down essentially of COVID and then numbers spiked, spiked right back up again. So it's, is it even worth it? Like it's either push your movie back or release it on VOD. I know he doesn't want to release it on VOD, but I love you, Christopher Nolan, but you need to be a little bit more realistic about what's going on. There's no way, even if he does release it in August or September or October, there's no way it's going it, to it's gonna hit those numbers. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. He wants to be the first to market, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, like we we get it. You, you want you want to have your movie be, I guess, not necessarily the savior of you know, COVID or the movie theaters. But I mean, I guess in a sense, yes, but more of a, a hopeful, you know, just, just, just some good news. Like, Hey, you know, like tenants out, it's safe to go. It, it can really get that spark going for people to start going back to theaters. But it's like, I, I love you, Christopher Nolan, but it's like my, my health is important. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that as much as I would love to see your movie on the big screen coming up. You just, just got to be realistic, man, and just kind of, 
read the room <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> Just read the room. Even with Dune, I don't think Dune's going to make its release either. Because, I mean, they're even saying for, if, if everyone in America just wore their masks for like, what was it, four to eight weeks, we could be seeing these movies and controlling this ah, for the future. Like, literally, just wear your mask. I think Char- uh, Charlize Theron said, she tweeted something about it. He yeah. was just like, yeah, wear your damn mask. <laughs> because within four to, four to eight weeks, it's, it's like two months. All we're asking is for two months. Not saying that everything would go back to normal the way that it should, but things probably could just start reopening. We could go back to the movie theaters. We could be seeing Black Widow. We could be seeing Wonder Woman, Tenet, etc. So wear your damn mask, people. <laughs> Please. So um, I believe that does it for our uh, new normal talk today. So uh, let's get into our gaming news. We got a lot here. Like, well, not a lot, a lot, but some interesting stuff. Did you watch the uh, Ubisoft forward um, live stream this past Sunday or no? I did not. I did not either. So let's go through the recap really quick. Um, so we got a little bit of Watch Dogs Legion. Yes, we did. <laughs> I know you're super excited about that. Um, I'm actually excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. This might be the first Assassin's Creed game that I buy in a long time. I think the last one I bought was Black Flag. So... Uh, I know the boys will be excited for some more Rainbow Six Siege talk as well. And then, of course, we have Far Cry 6 coming out. So that actually looks very, very interesting. Did you play 5 at all? Barely. Barely. Did you play 4? I played 4. 4 and 3. Yeah, 3, three and 4, really. definitely. Primal was yeah. butt. <laughs> we were so excited for Primal, dude. <laughs> when we did that uh, Xbox uh, share Feature thing. Yeah. Like, Yo, dude, we could talk. Like, it's primal, man. Like, it was fun for, like, maybe the first few hours. And then Where's it just got the dialogue. Yeah. Well, like, there was dialogue. It just wasn't in our language. <laughs> or anyone's language, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they also talked about some Brawlhalla Mobile. Yeah, yeah, yada. Uh, Gross Recon Breakpoint as well. We didn't really want to get too much into it. Kind of just wanted to see what else they... Talked about, of course, Devin's very excited for Watch Dogs Legion. I think Ubisoft's doing pretty, making some pretty nice uh, games coming up. I mean, I would check out Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then, you know, um, uh, yeah, Far Cry 4 being probably the big three. Um, I guess, um, unless you're a big uh, Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon type of guy. Um, and they have their own, eh, this is a few trailers here or there, but yeah. Um, it seems like they had a pretty decent all around um, live stream. So, and also with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it looks like there was a deleted Instagram post saying that it will be coming out November 17th on the uh, PlayStation stores, where they kind of uh, between November 17th and uh, there was something on the PlayStation store that no, that was for Far Cry 6, excuse me. So I misspoke there. But there's a screenshot here 
uh, Xbox One, <laughs> November 17th, not in our language. Um, I'm trying to see what language this is in. It does not, unless it's in Vike. No, it's not. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Icelandic, maybe? Devin? No idea. <laughs> no, it's all right. But uh, let's, uh, let's have you take this next news story. Some Xbox news. Next week's big Xbox stream will focus solely on games. No consoles, no weird features, no <laughs> DVR, I mean, no connect? TV recording software. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just games. Just games. First party games. They did say third party games will be there as well, I believe. Um, but that might have been... Yeah, no, it's first and third party, but ma- mainly first party games. So uh looks like the showcase is happening this coming up Thursday, next Thursday, a week from now, um, of this recording at least, um, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time. So that's actually kind of, uh, it's actually nice. I'll, I'll be able to watch it because, yeah. Um, and of course, there'll be a pre-host show. Uh, for, uh, by the Summer Games Fest by uh, Mr. Jeff Keeley himself. That will begin. The pre-host show will start 8 a.m. Pacific time and 11 a.m. Eastern time. Um, the future show will, uh, will feature reviews, predictions, and more. Yada, yada, yada. You'll be able to watch it on pretty much Twitch, YouTube, all that good stuff. So you're excited, Devin. You want to see some Halo? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. I want to see some Halo. I want to see some Fable. I, I, I do want to see what Microsoft has been cooking up. You know, they, they, they got to have something coming. Yeah. Well, it, even they they, they feels, lost the last battle by too much to not try to. Well, you see, I can't even I can't even say that because, I mean, yeah, there's like the console wars, whatever. But it's I mean, Xbox is or Microsoft. They're, they're taking a different um approach with all of this you know it's i mean even with them owning the warner brother uh wb games it doesn't necessarily mean that they will own those studios but i mean or or if they do own those studios they're probably just going to be third party i mean microsoft's going to be making that money anyway but that actually kind of ties into our next news story and i think this is actually really smart um, it looks like Microsoft is going to be discontinuing the Xbox One X, which is their flagship console as of right now, and the Xbox One S, their, the all the digital edition of the Xbox One S. It looks like they're going to be discontinuing both models ahead of the Series X, which is going to be Microsoft's new next-gen flagship console. So it looks like the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S Digital editions, well, um, they're going to stop manufacturing those. But I feel like this makes a little bit of sense because it kind of confirms their Lockhart console, which is supposed to be apparently a replacement for the Xbox One X. So it's kind of like, you know, they discontinue the original Xbox One because it's too old with the hardware and whatnot. They're discontinuing the Xbox One X because of the xbox lockhart which is the code name for the that second console looks like it's going to be replacing that and then they're they're going to be keeping on the xbox one s uh, with the disc drive so it's just the all digital edition that is going to be uh taken off the market 
So yeah, it doesn't make sense to me because it's already confusing enough with these weird it is. names. Swabbing so out some things. Just get rid of some, the, some of the ones, I guess. Make it a little easier for the moms out there to buy their kids' consoles. Seriously. I honestly, like, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but it's like sometimes I just, I just miss the days of just one console. I mean, even with the pro version, I get it, but I don't know. Hopefully next gen we won't have too many of these, um, you know, mid-cycled consoles like they do with cell phones and whatnot. Like I get it, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we can make it a little bit more powerful and push it out to the market. Yeah, that's great, but I'd rather just have. I'd rather I. I mean, you know, we're we're both PC players. We'd rather pay more money up front and have it be paid off in the long run. It's called future proofing. It's all you got to do. Yeah, we do it all the time with PCs. It was like I'd rather I would rather buy a six hundred dollar console. The PS Five is if someone told me that the PS Five was six hundred dollars and they said you know six hundred bucks, there's not going to be any console iterations. This is going to last you for the next seven to nine years. I would say absolutely, like one hundred percent. I would I would pay six hundred dollars. If that was the case of, you know, with no hardware iterations down the line, just one console, whether you get the di- all digital edition or the uh, traditional um, edition with the disk drive, I would pay $600 for that 100% if it meant me not upgrading to like a pro version of a console that I already bought. Speaking so. of PS5 price, there's more rumors here. Yeah, did you want to take this one, Devin? I know you haven't. I know you don't have a PlayStation, but I feel like this is more just middle ground for everyone. According to comicbook.com, there are rumors that um, the all digital version could cost as little as four hundred. Meanwhile, um, it's possible it will cost four fifty or even ring at the same price of five hundred as the hmm. disc version. I, I don't. don't why, it being the same price makes no sense. Why yeah, would you get like, the discless version if it's not cheaper? <laughs> yeah, like it that doesn't like okay, so let's say the disc based version of the PS5 is five hundred bucks. If they take that optical drive out, I think it would be a hundred dollars less. I don't see the point in there being a fifty dollar difference. And I think the, that one will sell so much more. Who needs, I think the digital is going to outsell the physical. Anymore? Yeah, you see, I, I'm I'm in a <laughs> I'm in a pickle myself because it's like I've been thinking like, okay, you know, I have my PS4. Do I just buy the all digital edition? Because I mean, as much as I do like having physical copies for consoles, I mean, honestly, but like, okay, so let me back up a little bit. The reason why I buy physical copies of movies. Is because there is a definitive difference between the um, the movie that's on the disc and the digital version in itself. The files that if you're streaming or you're just watching a digital movie, let's say through Vudu or iTunes, those are compressed files in order to stream that to your TV. On a disc, you have uncompressed files, which means you do have true resolution or better re- resolution than obviously a, uh, a digital version and this better audio and video overall the quality is a lot better 
And of course, obviously, you get to keep it for as long as you want. Let's say if Voodoo or iTunes went out of business, you may or may not still have access to those movies. But with consoles, when it comes to these games, the digital version, the only real difference is that if I pop in a digital version of God of War or download it, I mean, the files are already on the disc, so I don't have to download anything. It just has to install. And installing's normally the easy part if you already have the files stored somewhere instead yeah, of pulling it through. If you're, if you're worried through. about storage, you can use the $100 you save to get an external hard an drive. An external hard drive. But you see, right. So my issue is, do I just get the digital version of the PS4, I mean the PS5, and keep my PS4 for my PS4 games, or I might buy, I probably will buy the uh, PS5 with the optical drive so that I can play my PS4 games, and then honestly, moving forward, I'm probably just going to go all digital for my PS5 games. That's probably what I'll end up doing, because I'll have the disk drive. Um, I already have a 4K player, but it's nice to have another one, I guess. Um, You know, so I have all my PS4 games. I can pop those in. Theoretically, this should work because the PS4 and the PS5 are both on the same, um, same um, or based off the same x86 uh, architecture. So use the disk drives for my PlayStation 4 games and just buy all my PS5 games digital because there, there really is no point. And like low key... Like, I know a lot of uh, studios out there don't share, like, digital sales, and people think that, oh, you know, like, it's bad. No, it's actually really good. Like, it just it just doesn't really make – there's no difference. The only difference is that you have something tangible in your hands, but we kind of said goodbye to that ship a long time ago when we started playing on PC. Yep. So, yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> One, but, one, um, one more little story to add. Yeah, one more little story left. Um, I think I made up for time. Oh, wow. Let's see if we can get this done under an hour. We're at like four, we're at like 54 minutes. So it looks like uh, Sony is set to double um, double the expected uh, production of the PlayStation 5 this year because I guess out of nowhere they decided or they thought, oh, my gosh, you know, we're in a pandemic. People are going to be, you know, wanting to buy this thing. Um so shipping constraints, shipping constraints may result in shortages this holiday. Uh, the they are incre- increasing the dual sense orders from the uh, from the previous uh, ten million to match uh, the console's new look, and it looks like Sony expects uh, five million units to assemble by the end of September. I, I this thing's coming out sometime in November. I, I think around like probably. Uh, so it looks like between. Uh, 5 million unit, units in September and another 5 million units between October and December. So I really think this thing's coming out. I mean, obviously November, probably mid-November like it always does. Or I don't know. It just depends. Maybe It might be October. We, we just don't know. But um, I know you're not really thinking about picking one up. But I mean, I, I think it's smart. I'm definitely going to try my best to pre-order one. Even if I just have to like pre-order through Best Buy or like if it's on Amazon, like boom, 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 you know, got to get those uh, reward points for uh, (laughs) that Amazon store card. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Always. 
So, yeah, we don't know when the PlayStation 5 is arriving. We don't know the price as of yet. But this um, this uh, this came from Game, uh, Game Informer. Um, they got the story originally from Bloomberg um, stating that they'll be ramping up uh, to a total around 10 million units when it first launches. But I feel like that's fine anyway because not a lot of people upgrade day one to begin with. But Miles Morales Spider-Man's coming out, so it just depends on how badly you want to buy that or play that. So, yeah, we'll just have to see. And COVID's been affecting a lot of things, so, yeah. But I believe that does it for today's um, new show here. Uh, thank you, Devin, as always, for coming on. And thank you, everyone, for listening at home. Uh, you know, we're really trying to get out there and um, make this as best as we possibly can for everyone so that was pretty much it for our gaming news light i really news like week. the gaming yeah it, it, was, it was light you said light news week yeah 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 it was i, I don't even know what the thumbnail is going to be to be completely honest like maybe i'll go with tenet or something probably tenet but because there was a giant peacock <laughs> national geographic peacocks i need peacocks <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there wasn't really like a big story that's like, oh my gosh, like you know, this is the you know main news story of the week. So, well, I'll figure it out. It probably will be Tenet, something movie related. So, (laughs) I don't want to really do anything video game related because that was kind of yeah, it was all right. But uh, as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. And don't forget to check out MusicCityDriveIn.com. We are a part of the Drive-In Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out all of the other podcasts that are underneath our uh, network umbrella. We have commentaries. There's music. If you like sports, we got two sports podcasts on there as well. So definitely go check those out. I will leave a link um, in the description, if you're listening to this on YouTube and in the description of the details of the uh, audio version of this podcast. So um, I don't know what we're reviewing this week, Devin, but we'll figure it out for sure. We shall. So that was Devin and my name is Christian and uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.